Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey, 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 everyone. Thanks for joining me for episode 17 of the High Income Business Writing Podcast. I am your host, Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to take their writing businesses to the six-figure level or the part-time equivalent. You can find detailed show notes for this episode by going to b2blauncher.com forward slash 17, the number 17. So if you're somewhere where you can't take notes right now, don't worry, I got you covered. These are detailed notes that you can reference later at your convenience. So today we're gonna be talking about an opportunity that a lot of business writers don't consider, and they probably don't consider this because they don't realize that it exists, or if they know that there's an opportunity out there, they're not sure how to price this kind of work or how to drum up clients. And I'm talking specifically about writing LinkedIn profiles for individuals, for business professionals. So who in the world would pay a writer to write their LinkedIn profile? I mean, don't people do this on their own? Well, it turns out that a lot of people do. A lot of people would rather use a professional writer. And right now, as of this recording, there are over 225 million LinkedIn users around the world. And it turns out that a lot of them uh, know that they're not good at writing and they know they need something very professional and impactful out there on LinkedIn. Not only will they pay handsome fees for this work, but this can also become a great way to build trust with that person and to land additional projects with their business. To learn more about this opportunity, I'm interviewing today a lady by the name of Victoria Ipri. And Victoria started out as a copywriter back in 2006, and her business has evolved since then into what's now Ipri International, which is a LinkedIn training consultancy that provides telephone coaching and on-site group training. Victoria has written dozens of these profiles over the years for clients, and in this episode, she's going to talk about this project opportunity, including what it involves, how you write one of these profiles, how you do a good job at it, how much you can charge for them, and how you can approach these projects, and of course, how to find clients for this type of work. So with that, let's get right to the interview. Hey, Victoria, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you so much, Ed. I'm really, really excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about what you do for a living as a writer and what types of clients you work with? Sure. Well, in 2006, I started out as a copywriter, and there's been many, many evolutions of my business since then. And these days, my company name is Ipri International, and we are a LinkedIn training consultancy. We provide solopreneur coaching by phone, group training via webinar, and team training on-site anywhere in the world. So these programs offer solutions that are suitable for every size business, from army of one companies and small business owners with just a few employees to associations and corporate sales teams or operational teams who want to uh, optimize their profiles for better search and learn how to navigate LinkedIn more efficiently for better lead generation. Okay. Okay, yeah. interesting. And yeah. um, tell me a little bit about what this type of work involves in terms of writing these profiles mm -hmm. and then helping individuals with trying to figure out what to include there. Right. 
Well, of course, anyone who's at all familiar with LinkedIn knows that nothing gets done on LinkedIn without a profile. It's it's the center of the universe on LinkedIn, and you have to have it in order to create a company page or engage in any way with other members. So you've got to have that profile first. Mm-hmm. Uh, following that, there are two main types of LinkedIn users, either professionals who are looking for leads and new business or job seekers or searching for their next, hopefully, dream job, or any job. Depends Mm -hmm. on where they are in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some profile writers work only with business professionals or job seekers, and some are open to working with both types of groups. Uh, There are five qualities that I've thought this through quite a bit after you've asked me the question, and I have sort of put together a list of the five main qualities that I believe are needed for success as a LinkedIn profile writer based on my own experience. The first thing, of course, is that your own profile must be flawless. And flawless is a big word, but really people will be looking at you if this is what you say you specialize in. So your profile better be really, really great. Yeah, this is the whole issue of you're gonna if you're going to be a personal trainer, uh, you better look really good. Right. Right. I mean, I actually had the experience of meeting a gentleman who was writing a book and he was a dentist by trade and he had horrible teeth. And I could not get past the idea that this guy was a dentist and he had these horrible teeth. And so that's what people are thinking, really, when you say I'm a LinkedIn expert or I write profiles, you better have a really good profile because they're going to go look to see whether you can whether you can do what you say you can do. Yes. So that's the first thing. Yep. So uh, so quality number one then would be to care about your own professional visibility. So that means having a 100% complete profile. And that profile needs to be both engaging from the human side, but also able to capture the attention of the bots, so to speak. So you have to think in two channels when you're creating your profile. You have to satisfy the LinkedIn search engine if you want to get found. Because people, just like in Google, if you're looking for shoes or whatever you're looking for, what you type in determines what kind of results you get back. Mm -hmm. If you want to get found on LinkedIn, you've got to use the right words and phrases and keywords and phrases. So that's the search engine side. But then you also have to engage with people if your intention is to meaningfully grow a nice, strong network. And by meaningfully, I mean growing your network with an intelligent purpose behind it, not just randomly growing it with no real uh, strategy behind why you're connecting with certain people. Mm -hmm. Today it's about quality, not quantity. Maybe even a year ago or further back, it was all about how big can I make my network. But we've since discovered, as we've gotten more sophisticated with our use of social media, that it has nothing to do with how big your network is. It has to do with the... um, quality of your network and whether those people are loyal followers and will share the information about you and will reshare what you're sharing and will hopefully buy from you at some point mm-hmm. or refer business to you. So it's really about quality. Makes sense. And then secondly, I think that the successful LinkedIn profile writer has to have a basic, at least a basic grasp of SEO, search engine optimization. Mm-hmm in order to really understand how the words that the writer is crafting can really help the client to achieve the client's engagement goals. 
So if you think about, if you've built your own profile properly and optimized it, if you think about what you've done to build your own visibility on LinkedIn, then look at it from the client's point of view and say, okay, this is exactly what my client wants. My client wants to get found. And it's a longer conversation to describe how that really happens on the LinkedIn search engine. But bottom line is you want to know and put into practice the steps that will help you improve the client's page rank. Mm -hmm. So which keywords are best to do that? How can you figure out what those keywords are so that you can help your client appear more often in search when someone goes to the LinkedIn search engine and types in a certain set of keywords, will you have used the right keywords to match up your client with that person's search? That's what getting found is all about. And, and those keywords should be uh, sprinkled not just in the profile itself, but also I've, I've been hearing that this should be in the title. That's well. right. Okay. That's right. And We're going to talk in title. a minute about where the keywords work the best. But, um, Ed, I found that the whole issue about SEO and keywords is a total stumbling block for people, very smart people, very uh, capable people. As soon as they hear SEO, they're like, oh, no, I don't know how to do that. Really not um, – well, I was going to say it's not rocket science, and I don't mean to uh, dumb down the process of keyword search because it is essential to the Internet. But it's not really difficult to figure out, once you know how, how to sort of suss out the right keywords and where and how to use them in the profile. So those who are listening, I don't want them to become scared about this whole SEO thing and say, well, I can't do this because I don't understand SEO. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's something that can that can be taught and anybody can understand it. Well, and and I know this is it's a very big topic, but do you have any, you know, maybe one or two quick tips on uh ways that people can kind of get a handle on what potential keywords uh to focus mm -hmm. on or what maybe sure. what search tools to use? Well, um, I can answer both those questions. The first idea would be to look at what other LinkedIn members uh, what words are they using to get found? So um, I'll try to keep this brief. But if you're on your, uh, if you're logged into LinkedIn, and you use the main search bar, which is at the top and the middle of every page, and you type in, uh, let's take the word copywriter just as a quick little uh, exercise here. Mm -hmm. If you type copywriter into that search bar, you're going to get thousands, perhaps millions, of results back of LinkedIn members who are using the word copywriter on their profiles. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a very broad search term, but essentially you could look through that list or the first couple pages of that list and see how are people, how are other copywriters using the phrase? Is it in their headline? Is it in their summary? Are they attaching other words around it to kind of define what kind of copywriter they are? So that's a very basic response to your question about how to start doing it. But no matter what, whether you're doing this for yourself or you're doing this for a client, you can always look at what other members are doing to get attention for those same keywords. And the ones who are on the first or second page of results are the ones who are doing it best because they're the highest ranking for that keyword. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So that would be the first step in that. And, of course, Google has a, a wonderful keyword tool, but I can't give the address out because 
I've just read a notice that they're about to discontinue it, so I don't want to give it to anybody and have them go and have the tool be shut down. But Google, well, yeah, and they've also in general, changed, has wonderful tools. They've changed that URL many times too. Yeah, <laughs> and well, SEO Moz has some great uh, keyword tools. Uh, I would just go to Google and type in keyword tool and and pick one that's got a good reputation. At generally, some kind of a Google tool that will help you search keywords. And if it sounds like the the other, because I know this is kind of an art form, it's not it's not That's pure right. science. Right. Um, it, it's also I would think about trying to put yourself in the shoes of the person searching. That's right. The most important thing is to make sure that we, the description of yourself, your skills, and your abilities matches well with what someone else might type in to find someone like you. So you want to, there's two things on LinkedIn. You want to uh, appear in search. So you want to come up in the list when people search. But you also want those searches to drive people to your profile. Yes. So if you're using the right keywords and you're appearing on the first or second page of search, then a person will notice you. Hey, there's a copywriter and she's right in Philadelphia. That's exactly what I need. And boom, they're on my profile and we're on the phone together. Well, I've seen I've seen a lot of professionals try to get very creative with titles and descriptions, and I think it's neat, but it it, it hurts them here because. And let's just go back to the copywriter example, and I'm just making this up, but let's say that it, well, I want to be different, so mm-hmm. I'm going to call myself a content artist. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds great, <laughs> but nobody is searching for content artist. No. So I know this right. is a very um, extreme example, but I this is also what I see a lot of people doing. That's right. So it's funny that you mentioned that because that's going to segue exactly into the third point I was going to make, which was it's important for the writer to have creativity so that they have the, uh, in terms of good business writing, so that they can express some of these common concepts and experiences in ways that are business appropriate. So for example, you might have three clients who all want these profile makeovers and they, are, they all hold the same title. They're all vice president of marketing at their respective companies. So you're faced with three different people with three very different backgrounds, but they all have the same title. So how do you deliver for each of these individual clients in a way that is creative and personal and doesn't seem cookie cutter, mm-hmm. right? So, yes, their backgrounds and their experiences vary, but that really only relates to the, the resume section of the profile, which is a little bit down further under, um, I think it's experience. I've changed it again. Jobs and experiences, or experiences and skills, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, the question is: as the successful LinkedIn profile writer, how do you differentiate your clients from each other? Not to mention, because um, they're each your client, but not to mention the, the thousands or potentially millions of other members who might be using that same job title. So it's really vital to implement a certain level of creativity. But if you get overly creative, that approach fails as well because Mm -hmm. it prevents the client from getting found. So the words and phrases have to match well with what other members might be typing in to find someone like your client. And this is why in the headline, especially – because that's the part that is seen the most. It's a snapshot of, of your professional value. And it shows up in many places. It shows up on Google. It shows up all over the place. The first thing people see about you, it's really important that the headline be well-optimized 
and include the keywords that your prospective audience or the people you'd like to target will feel attracted to and say, okay, I want to click on this and see more about this person. So it is a bit of a balancing act in there. And you only have 120 characters to work with in the headline as well. And the headline, is that the same thing as the title? Yes. Okay. That's the part right next to your picture in the profile. Okay. So that would be the third thing. So you're absolutely correct about that. Don't be overly creative. I once knew a young lady who was a writer, and she called herself a digital anthropologist. Oh, and not only does that sound scientific and nothing about really about copywriting, but it's not a title that anybody would ever type in to find anyone. So mm-hmm. in, her, in her rush to be overly creative and set herself apart and differentiate herself, she went overboard, and we don't want to do that. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So then the fourth thing is you have to just simply be a good business writer. You and I just had a conversation recently, a quick one, about this idea of business writer versus copywriter. Yes. So unlike copywriting, which is aimed at advertising, the business writer works with the organizations to establish or improve communications, internal communications, external communications. So business writing really requires that the person have a very good understanding of modern business today, and they have good business communication skills. Because that's just what the profile is. It's a basic form of business communication in our modern digital world. Mm-hmm. Right? So as a person who's considering doing this for a business, naturally the clients you'll run into, you won't always have a deep understanding of each client's industry. For example, I just worked with a large group of clients in the supply chain industry. I really know very little about the supply chain industry. I learned very quickly, but I didn't know much at the time. So not every client that comes to you is, will be a client who is in an industry that you're familiar with. So your research skills need to be good so you can get up to speed quickly on the points that matter so you can help them with the profile. And then once you've kind of learned the lingo of the business and how people in that industry speak to each other, then you need these strong business writing skills to bring it all together in the words that you write. Okay. Right? Makes Does sense. that make sense? Makes yeah. absolute sense, yes. Okay. And then fifth and final, I would say, is just having the overall business acumen. If you don't like dealing directly with clients, if you're kind of a lazy listener, if you're highly disorganized, or if you really your goal is just uh, a quick money turnover, rather than really working long-term with a client and satisfying that client. Or, here's a big one, if you can't keep a secret, then <laughs> LinkedIn profile writing probably is not the right business for you. You know, because as a profile writer, you're in business for yourself, just like you would be as a copywriter. And that includes all the things that small business, ship, business ownership uh, entails. Mm-hmm. Most of us know what those things are. I know when I went into business as a copywriter, I had no clue what it meant to go into business for myself. And I made a ton of mistakes because of it. But of course, I learned with each uh, mistake and you get stronger and smarter over the years. But if you're not used to being in business for yourself, or this is something new that you want to go into, really need to have good general business ownership skills. Because, you know, today, reputation is everything. And word will spread very fast. If your work is inferior or you haven't taken good care of your customers, 
and you just won't people just will not hire you because those they are so it's so easy to see what other people have to say about you today because of the internet social media well, and I, I would add that, that that's actually a very important uh, quality for any business writer, regardless of whether or not you're doing LinkedIn profiles or doing white papers or case studies or articles. Absolutely. That, that's, that's kind of a must-have. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about, and, and I know there's a lot to, to talk about here, but maybe a quick summary of the, the basic elements of LinkedIn profile. Sure. And we've talked about some of them already, but give us kind of the full list. Okay. So the main segments of the profile are the headline or the title, as you called it. That includes the, uh, the sentence that goes right next to the photo. The summary, uh, the section on experience, which is sort of the resume section of the profile. Endorsements, which we'll talk about in a minute, love them or hate them. And uh, the contact information section. So the headline is limited to 120 characters. The summary is limited to 2,000 characters. And when I say characters, just to be clear, that means spaces, um, dashes, brackets, parentheses, characters, every single piece of what you write. Mm-hmm. And I have a complete list of uh, each segment and how many characters are allowed in that segment. If anybody really wants to see that list, I'm happy to provide that. Okay. So you can be pretty creative when you're structuring the headline and the summary segments, keeping in mind some of these issues we already talked about with uh, SEO and so forth. Um, There are no formatting buttons uh, in any of the LinkedIn fields, so you can't do italics. You can't bold any of your words. You can't underline. That part of it's a little little boring. But you can add subheadlines, maybe put them in caps in the summary to differentiate specific skill sets. Uh, A common question we get is, I'm in real estate, and I also sell, have a sock store. I don't know. You know, how do I talk about both of those things on LinkedIn? Because you can only have one personal profile according to the LinkedIn usage rules. So the way to do that then is in your summary to create individual sections with subheadlines and talk about the different things that you're involved with. That's okay. probably the only way to really do that with the current formatting that they have. Um, so you can cut and paste little characters in if you wanted bullets. Some people get fancy and use stars or some other character. Uh, and there's a little bit of a trick to it, which I'd be happy to share if anyone wants to know. It's easier to show it than to explain it. But you can get bullets, bullet lists in your summary and so forth, and that dresses it up a little. Mm-hmm. But just remember, a little emphasis is good, but too much looks really messy and detracts from your message. I'm not a big fan when people put stars and other kinds of characters in their headlines to try to make it jump out and get attention. To me, it looks really juvenile yeah, and not professional. So I don't do that. But we do often use the vertical, uh, in the headline itself, we use the vertical dividing line. And people often ask, how do you get that line to go up and down instead of across? So the simple trick to that is, if you hold down your control key and your backslash key. So if you put the, hold down the control oh, key yes. and then hit okay. the backslash key, it'll make a vertical line. Yes. Okay. So anybody who's been wondering how that gets done. And then um, always, always fill out the contact information uh, section, which is down. There's contact info up at the top, but this section is a little bit further down. You really don't want to make it difficult for people to contact you. So 
they're upreading your summary. And now they've scrolled down and they've looked at your experience and your endorsements and so forth, and they've scrolled down and they're at the bottom of your profile. Don't make them go back up and say, where did I see that phone number again? Because mm-hmm. people, honestly, they won't look. They'll just be like, oh, forget it, and then move on to the next shiny object. So make it easy for people. Put your phone number or your email address, whatever you're comfortable with, get that in your summary and get it into your contact info as well. Okay. Okay. People often say, I work from home. I don't want to share that information. Okay. Then just share your professional uh, email address. Don't share a phone number address and so forth if you're working from home. Okay. Right. So let, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, so, so these are the components. Let's mm-hmm. let's get back to kind of the um, the work aspect of this. You mm-hmm. as a LinkedIn profile writer, right? What do you typically charge a client for writing all of these elements? Right. So now we're getting to the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So there are, of course, like any fees that you might set up in any business, there are all kinds of factors that can affect what you charge, the current state of the person's profile, or if they even have one. Sometimes people will ask you to start from scratch. Uh, how much foundational information the client can provide, a resume, um, a bio, links to things that have been written about them online, a CV, information on a website. That's all foundational information. And some clients can provide a lot, which makes it easier, and some don't have much. And then, of course, the client's overall goals as well. What do they, why are they on LinkedIn? What do they want to accomplish with this profile makeover? Mm-hmm. So the 300 to $500 range is competitive, mm-hmm. but, of course, you can adjust it as needed. I've done profile makeovers in the past for $150 because I wasn't as um, skilled or as well-known then, and I wanted to get some work under my belt, so I charged less to get the work, and I think we've all had that experience. Absolutely. Work your way yeah. up. Right. So, and also, if you enjoy working with resumes, there's a great opportunity to bundle the two activities together to earn a higher fee. So, almost every corporate client who might request a profile makeover is open to having their resume redone as well. It's kind of, um, you know, a little extra. Well, a couple extra bucks, plus you're doing the work anyway. So That's right. you have some real economies of scale there. Right. So I often will tell prospects, and this is a quote I heard somewhere before, and honestly, I don't remember who said it, but I repeat it all the time. So I apologize to whoever I might be quoting without giving credit to them. But the quote was, your resume is your career obituary. <laughs> so in a sense, that's really true because your resume is mostly about what you've already accomplished, what you've done. Mm-hmm. Whereas your LinkedIn profile is about the brand you moving forward into the future, what you'd like to do, where you'd like to go, who you'd like to connect with, who you'd like to meet. So we put the two together in a really nice uh, overview of the person's entire job history and experience between the resume and the profile. So that's usually how I sell it to clients. I love that. And it that. works really well. So. Th- that's a great way to explain the, the, the sure. difference. Sure, yeah. So t- tell me a little bit, and I know it's, it varies, but you give us yeah. a range of competitive three to $500. Yep. If you were to uh, determine how much time you have to invest in each, what would be right. a reasonable range? So in terms of time, again, this is going to vary with the client's needs and, <clears throat> and with your own abilities. The package I offer is usually a includes a 30-minute pre-project consultation, 
and then a midway consultation because somewhere when you're halfway through, there's always a need to talk to the client or the client needs to talk to you. So you have the two 30-minute consultations or maybe 15 depending on the client. And then you have the first draft of the profile that you'll write based on what the client has shared with you and then maybe one or two revisions. And then there's the wrap-up phone call. Mm-hmm. And if the client needs more consultation time, and sometimes that happens, then I'll just invoice them at my hourly rate. Okay. Okay. So just to recap that, you have the initial 30-minute consultation. Then you have the first draft completion, which you can figure about an hour or so to do that. Then you have the 30-minute, what I call the midway consultation, kind of go over what's been done and see what the client wants to change. Then you have a revision, maybe 30, 40 minutes for the revision, maybe less. Of course, there are random emails that will pop up during the process as well, so you have to include them. And then the final phone call, maybe 10 or 15 minutes to sort of tie it all together. So on average, you're looking at three to four hours of work. Okay. Now, it could be more. This is impossible to say exactly. That's an average, of course. When you're new at it, it's going to take you longer. But if you keep at it, obviously, you get better at it. And won't take you as long. Just like with any project, you have to invest that time first. Always harder Uh, in the beginning. And and that's still not a bad living. You're talking about, you know, over time, averaging over $100 an hour, which I think is a very very uh, attractive uh, hourly rate. Now, and I assume that this is why it's so important when you first engage with that prospect, you don't have a client yet, Mm -hmm. that you're very diligent about determining what this person has to work with already. Absolutely. And not only that, even that's very important. And by the way, you can use a questionnaire and I have a questionnaire I can provide if if anyone wants to see a sample. It's sometimes good to provide that to the client in the beginning. Maybe you have the first consultation and then you send them the questionnaire or however it works well for you. But it's very, very often at the end of the process, the client will say, but I thought we were going to do ABC. Or I thought once we got my profile fixed, people would be beating my door down. Uh, you know, there's a lot of um, misunderstanding about what a profile makeover can do for you or mm-hmm. how far it can go in, in helping you get new business. It's always important to make sure that the client understands that the profile makeover is not a magic wand. It isn't going to change the face of your business. It isn't going to send tons of people banging on your door. It's a, uh, it's an online place where you can explain who you are, give a give an overview of your value as a professional, and all these things that we know the profile can do. But the only way LinkedIn really works well for people is when they engage with other people, just like business has been since the first caveman set up a roadside stand. I don't know. I mean, it's always been that way in business. That will never change. So, Just doing the profile itself and expecting it to change your business would be like spending a couple thousand dollars on a resume and then sticking the resume in a drawer and wondering why your phone isn't ringing. Exactly. Exactly. So it's important that the customer understands that what you're doing is very valuable and very essential to the success of their business, but it's not going to cure everything that's wrong with their business. So tell me a little bit about what the demand for this kind of work is like? I mean, are, are right. people really looking for help in this area? Do they understand the value? Oh, definitely, yeah. I wanted to make a point on the 
uh, time that it takes. Uh, a couple people have asked me, what kind of deadline do you give clients? Because here you're saying this takes three to five hours on average. But what do you tell the client? Mm-hmm. Well, if, you, if they're in a hurry, you could tell them, sure, I can turn this around in a day. But generally, I tell the clients I need five to seven business days because, you know, life is full of unexpected little twists and turns. So it seems that every single time I tell a client, sure, I can have this to you in 24 hours, something happens. Either my schedule hits a snag or the, I had one client who decided to go away on vacation unexpectedly and he wasn't there to help me with feedback. There are a lot of little things that can happen. So always give yourself five to seven days. Makes sense. Yeah. And then if you get it done earlier, then you've over-delivered, and that's a win-win for everyone. Sure. And this is something that I would recommend everyone do on every project, not just yes. you know. But... Absolutely. So, so tell, me, tell me a little bit about the demand. What are you sure. seeing out there? Personally, uh, of course, I've been doing this for a while, um, so I get lots of referrals and so forth, and I don't have to work quite as hard as I did in the beginning to find the business. But I really believe that the demand is what you make it for the most part. Just as with copywriting, clients are not uh, knocking down your door just because you hang out your shingle. You have to go look for those clients. You have to build a reputation. You have to build a following. People need to uh, see you appearing different places so they can begin to trust you. So the demand is definitely there. You've got to be consistent with relationship building and your ability to promote yourself, subtly, of course, but Self-promotion is is key to success on the Internet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So LinkedIn has more than 225 million members in 200 countries. About 45% of those members are are in the United States, and the United States is LinkedIn's biggest market. So keyword phrases that surround uh, LinkedIn profile help, for example, I looked that up. There are 11 to 14,000 monthly searches across the world for LinkedIn profile help, about half of those, say seven or eight thousand, are right here in the United States. So, if every single month, seven or eight thousand people are out there looking for profile help. I mean, there's plenty of business. Yeah, they've, they've ident- if they're searching, they've identified that it's a need. It's something they need yes. help with, and that's good. And so. of course, those numbers don't address other types of phrases people might be using to get help with their profiles. And there are a ton of pe- members on LinkedIn who really want help, but they don't know where to look or they're afraid to ask because they think it might be too expensive, uh, or they feel like they don't really know anyone they can trust enough to ask them to literally give them their password and proprietary information and go into their account and do this work. Mm-hmm. But even a quick browse in the LinkedIn Help Center uh, shows through the forum discussions in there that thousands of members, are if they feel lost, they don't know what to do, they don't know how to fix things. This is really the, um, aside from the writing part, of optimizing someone's profile, the ability to work with clients and really help them solve their problems is what I love the most about this end of my business. It's so gratifying. Do you feel that this is the type of work that you really have to specialize in? Do you think this is something you can offer uh, in addition to other writing services? I think you could you could absolutely offer it as one of your many services. I don't think you have to specialize or be a LinkedIn expert, so to speak, you do need to be expert at what you're helping the client with, but you can also write website content or business reports or many, many, as we know, the many kinds of things that you can write from a business writing standpoint. I don't think you need to uh, only do profiles. 
You know, and it, tell me if uh, if this seems like a reasonable strategy. As we're talking, I'm thinking, you know, this could be a great uh, entry into a client, right? So it could yeah, be, absolutely. I don't want to call it a loss leader because it's profitable, but uh, it could be a great, easy, low-risk way to get That's into right. a client's uh, um, business. Of course, you're working with them personally in many cases. Let's say it's an executive. That's right. Uh, but uh, it could be an entry into the company to do other types of writing. Have That's you, have you right. found that? Absolutely. Many, many times I'll find out in helping the client with the profile, I'll discover that their website is badly in need of a rewrite. Or maybe they have, uh, if they're a visible person, they may have bios in different places online that need to be rewritten. Or they may want some kind of... Uh, um, like an online resume written about them, complete with graphics, pictures, maybe using that technology where you click the corner of the page and it flips. All kinds of cool things out there that people need. There's never One of the reasons I always loved the copywriting business and I love what I'm doing with LinkedIn is because you never run out of people who need your expertise. There, it is a never-ending um, I don't even know what the words are. I mean, you just, if you're doing it properly and you're really putting yourself out there and you're really out there with the attitude that you just want to help people solve the problems that they're having, you will never run out of work. True. And there will always be, this is one of the last things that can be outsourced That's to right. people who don't speak English as, a sec, as their first language. Right. Because it's, um, if, if they place value in the communication, they know that they need someone who could truly communicate the value. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed building relationships with people in so many countries across the globe and gone and visited them personally as well, maybe done presentations for their companies. It's really turned into uh, sort of an accidental business. I never never quite um, set a goal for it to turn into what it has become, but it really all started with profile writing. Super. So yeah. this has been really good, Victoria, and you've opened my eyes to this opportunity Great. that uh, I, I knew that it was out there, but I didn't realize what an amazing opportunity it can be on its yeah. own yeah. and is, is a way to get in the doors we've been talking about. So you've offered a couple of times during the show you know, for people to contact you. Tell us a little bit about where listeners can learn more about you, contact you. I know you got some really cool resources available out yes. there. Yes. Well, of course, as with anyone, you can Google me connect with me on LinkedIn. Just type my name into the search bar and you'll find me. And follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is my name. My last name is I-P-R-I. I'm very easy to find. So if you Google me, you'll find all those things anyway and many other things. Uh, in September, I'm very excited to say that the third revision of my ebook, LinkedIn for the Clueless, will be available. So I wrote it first time in 2010. And I revised it um, late in 2011, and now with all the changes that have happened on LinkedIn, lots of redesign and buttons moving and different ways to connect with people, it's time for another revision. So I'm excited about that. Um, Where will that be available, by the way? Well, we'll sell on Amazon um, probably in the $15 range in September. Um, People who are already members of my LinkedIn group, The Confident Copywriter, or who wish to join that group, get a copy for free whenever the book comes out. Oh, wow. For new time, and everyone gets it for free. And there's about, um, I think there's about 2,100 members in that group now. All copywriters, great people. And even if you don't want the book, I still recommend you join the group. Great group. 
And um, we'll include so, links to all this in the show notes, by the way. Oh, great. And then, so if listeners would like a free copy of the book, simply go to LinkedIn, search for the Confident Copywriter group, and um, request to join the group, and I'll uh, approve your request, and you'll be in. And when I announce that the book is ready, you'll get your copy for free. And then um, for those who are listening who are interested in profile writing as a career, uh, there's a LinkedIn profile writer training course that we're developing might actually have some certification with it. We're not sure yet. And that will be available soon, probably more around October, not September. So if that's something that interests the listeners, just drop me a note on LinkedIn, or you can write to me directly, LinkedInProfileWriter at gmail.com. And I'm happy to send the details as they become available. So we're in the early stages of that, but it's really shaping up to be great. And I'm super excited about that. Oh, wow. Excellent. Well, Victoria, thanks for coming on board. Fantastic information. My pleasure, Uh, Ed. And uh, we'll we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. I have so many other things I want to share that we didn't have time to get to, so we could do a follow-up to this. I I smell a part two (laughs) in our future. (laughs) That would be great. I would love it. (laughs) Thanks, Victoria. Okay, Ed. Thank you. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that interview, and I hope that this episode and many of the episodes that we've been publishing of the show are helping you think about opportunities, approaches, different strategies and techniques that you can apply in your own business to boost your income, to find better clients, to earn more in less time, and to have more fun in your business. In fact, if you're enjoying the show, I'd be very grateful if you shared it with friends by either using one of the social media sharing buttons that you'll see on the episode page or by going to b2blauncher.com forward slash love. Also, if you're willing, I would really appreciate a quick star rating or a review of the show on iTunes. Nothing complicated, nothing extensive. A sentence or two would be fine. Whatever you feel the show deserves. And the easiest way to do that is to go to www.b2blauncher.com forward slash iTunes. And just click on the blue button that you'll see there. It says view in iTunes. So that brings us to the end of the episode. I am your host, Ed Gandia. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have an awesome day. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.